For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey, this is Nico Robin from One Piece, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Welcome to 104.5 CVFM. This is The Geek Show. We're here today with a beautiful Rob. I'm beautiful. When did that happen? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You were always beautiful. Takes off glasses. (laughs) 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 You're beautiful on the inside. So I'm only beautiful when someone takes off their glasses. Oh no, (laughs) you have to take off the glasses and do the hair flick. (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) What? Shots fired? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chris, help me out here. <laughs> All right, shall we carry on? <laughs> yes. Anyway, I've, yes, I've completely lost my track before. Okay, I'm Ben. <laughs> Everyone else can do themselves. Please stop. What? Please stop. Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've already said it. Everyone knows it. Yes, I know. Uh, we have Orion. Hello. And somewhere wandering around patrolling is Dave. Hello, I don't have a mic, I'm a vagrant right now. <laughs> Actually, we have a good news story about vag- uh, about uh, vagrants, homeless people, that sort of thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say a vagrant story, which is quite a good RPG. And yes. the subject for today's show is DC. Yes. The DC nation that we are. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Um, DC's uh, experiencing quite a surge in popularity recently. Oh, it's always been really well with its comics, but we'll get I mean, that In terms of there. movies and TV shows... Yeah, you know, it's getting there. Um, but before that, we do have some news stories, um, which starts off with a spelling mistake on my part. Well done. <laughs> I wouldn't notice the difference. I'm dyslexic. I didn't say that. <laughs> I did. Yes, according to me, it's shrink wrapped astronauts. I thought it said shi- uh, shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. Ah. <laughs> Actually, that would that would have been a much better story. But it's uh, shrink wrapped astronauts. Uh, well, MIT have created a new bio suit, which effectively. Uh, wraps itself tightly. It's basically spandex. Metroid Prime. No, no, it's high-tech spandex for astronauts. This stuff. So, so yeah, like Metroid. Yeah, the yeah. zero suit. Yeah, like the zero suit. Yeah. Um, or the Fantastic Four. 
when they went into space and their suits changed with their bodies. Yeah. Um, they've called it movie. Yeah. or an Evangelion plug suit. Oh yes, that's also true. Oh please don't. I know. I know quite a lot of people who have a plug suit fetish. Okay. Well. Wow. That, that's, that was. That's, <laughs> that's new. I haven't heard that one before. Uh, yes. Please explain, Rob. No, I'm not going to okay. because I find it slightly disturbing. There we go. It's skin tight. There's a lot of ports. <laughs> I'd like to hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them. Sorry, is this your input-output part? <laughs> well, wait, Scott. Let's not go there. Anyway, I forget about call that. Call it the butthole. Let's carry on. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. Um, right, anyway, uh, MIT's so-called biosuit replaces the gas pressure in existing spacesuits with actual mechanical pressure produced by coils of metal wire. And it effectively just basically sh- shrinks to fit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those, uh, you know, when you have to sit in the bath with a new pair of jeans, or yes. the Levi's, and I basically... never need to do that, but... It's because you only wear skinny jeans and you got uh, you got those skinny legs. I don't have skinny legs, these are all muscle and power. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it promises uh, to lessen, lessen the load on uh, rockets and stuff like that, because they won't have to carry all those big, hefty things anymore mm-hmm. um, but I can't help but wonder you know if you get a tear in this you can't really just tie a knot in it and just hope for the best it's I don't sh- think you could have done that with a space suit anyway could you, you can really just tie yeah. a knot in it and everything's fine yeah basically it's not it's oh not fine. space you're not so complicated after all no it's, <laughs> it's not fine you'll probably end up lo- you know if say you get a tear there and you mm-hmm. have to tie it off at the top you'll probably end up losing that arm oh like, frostbite oh, exactly we've got a hole in the suit what should we do Plaster should hold it, all right? Key on it, a bit of tape on it, it'd be right. Yeah, gaffer tape. <laughs> gaffer tape. tape. Duct tape, yeah, duct tape. Like, the hole's been breached. Get some duct tape. Break oh, no, ice. the warp core's <laughs> about to explode. Duct tape it. Has anyone got some paper clips? I'm sure that will hold. Are you MacGyver now? <laughs> yep. So, yeah, shrink-wrapped <laughs> astronauts. <laughs> yes. Like, do they still have to have, like, the big... Backpack for oh, the air have, and stuff. They'll have all like, that, but it makes them much lighter in space. Yeah. Which means, you know, the slightest asteroid impact could just send them careening off into space. I think Whoa, that would have been... science, here to correct you. In space, they, they don't weigh anything. Actually, they do. They, they have mass, but yeah. it doesn't... That's not weight. No, they do actually have weight. It might be... It's minimal, but they still have it because gravity still has an effect on them. <laughs> not the same. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, no. Gravity affects your mass, not no, your weight. Currently, is Rob is no, no, no is what causes weight. Gravity yeah, and mass is what. I don't know. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Okay, moving on. Um, this iPhone one, spots for sale. Yeah, iPhone spots for sale. A homeless charity. Right, you know the new iPhone 6s, uh, everyone's going yeah, yeah. in a mass panic over it, everyone's queuing already. Homeless charity decided to uh, send one of their representatives to like uh, uh, to a queue and take a spot in the queue. And then they sold that spot in the queue for £570, which I believe is worth more than an actual iPhone 6, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, for me to upgrade, it's £100, so... Like, I mean, how much is an iPhone six? I don't know. I'll tell you in about two years when I get one. <laughs> I sort of want to say for maybe the top model, almost seven hundred, maybe. Um, is this a charity that um, helps the homeless people? Yes, it's a charity that helps homeless people. They could put all the homeless people in this line 
and sell all the spots. I know. It would have been genius. Yeah. I know. And, uh, I mean, I think that's what they should do for the next iPhone launch. Yeah. For the next anything launch. Yes. Just like... The next PlayStation or, Microsoft or Xbox launch, the next uh, Nintendo launch, anything. Everything. You just basically... All you homeless charities, fill the queue with homeless people and then sell the spots. And but let the homeless people keep the money. But yes. not the next uh, Japanese Xbox launch. Is there a Japanese Xbox launch? Did you see the pictures of the uh, Xbox One when it launched oh, in Japan? Oh, God, yes, yes, yes. There was absolutely no queues. There, there was a guy waiting yeah, outside excitedly. Yeah. He camped out for six days and was the only person there. I know. Also, on, on iPhone 6 news, did you see that the first one bought in Australia was dropped on live TV? Yeah, I yeah. know. That's great. Why don't you just sit in his lap? It'll make it a lot easier. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's tempting. Oh, it's Magic has begun. The romance comedy of the geek show shall commence. It's Keith Harris all over again, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's out. He's evacuated. <laughs> yes, anyway, um, I think this is a brilliant idea from a homeless charity. Oh, it's yeah. genius. It's like, it's getting the homeless to do exactly what they're doing at the moment, being homeless and sitting on a street. Does anyone and getting like five hundred odd pounds for it in my beard. Are you not going to be like that kid who who hides pens in his hair? Are you? I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need a photo of that for Twitter. Um, right. Oh, move, oh, there we go. Moving on. U 2s unwanted album. Did you guys? You guys all have obviously heard about this. Yeah. Bono and U two decided to, <sighs> decided to post, uh, put the, give their album to everybody who owns an iPhone. Coming on my. Did anyone see the rapper's response for that? This one individual rapper went on a huge thing about it on Twitter. Ah, Tyler the Creator, I believe his name is. Yeah. Just do a Google search about what he thinks about it, and it'll be everywhere. Well, do you want to know how The Edge described it in an interview? He said, it was actually incredibly subversive. It's really punk rock. It's really disruptive. I haven't listened to it, and I don't want it. I don't think it is punk rock, Edge. I think your version of punk and my version of punk are very different. I think he's got his... Dot on too tight. There's <laughs> <laughs> a translation my, for beanie hat. My version of punk does not include Bono in any way, yeah. shape, or form, unless you know, unless he was like upside down on a spike. It's more that, metal. Mm. No, it's quite punk as well. Nope. Given what Bono nah, represents he, he's these a days, a lot more metal. Given what Bono represents these days, yeah, it's still more metal. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, punk's more of a fashion thing. Metal is the no, death. No, punk's not a fashion thing. It is. There's totally a fashion to punk. There is a fashion to punk, but and, and the fashion is not well, bloody bodies hanging on stuff. That's the fashion for metal. No, no, I'm saying the punk, the 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 fashion for that punk that you're thinking of. Well, goth, yeah, as well. Yeah, but I'm, sa- I'm saying the fashion for punk that you're thinking of is actually mm. metal. It's you know all the hairdos and stuff like that. That's actually metal. That's not punk. That's just an offshoot of it. Metal. The whole idea of <laughs> punk wasn't uh, you know has nothing to do with fashion. So, let's carry on, shall we? Anyway, I'll let Rob explain at some point. He's the music man. Yeah. Anyway, is there anything we're going to say about this U2 album? Yes, I'm waiting for you guys. What did you think of it? You guys have, like, phones that work, and I I don't... I want it off my phone. It keeps coming back on. Oh, there's a thing now where... Yeah, they've launched an app, haven't they, to get rid of it? Uh, Something along the lines like that. I got rid of mine quite similar. Yeah. Not long after being on my phone. Yeah, that's like... The thing is... Music is such a, like, varied thing. Not everything likes the same... Not everyone likes the same thing. 
Like so not giving everyone th- loves Westlife like I do. Yeah. So I'll take that. I'll buy you zone for that. For that. <laughs> I said like you can't just give. A I CD don't like any of those things, but I do like boys for men. Like you can't just give a boys CD men? to everyone. Boys to men. I was worried where you were going there. Boys to men. You were saying Ben. So like if you give a CD to everyone, they're just gonna be like, "Well, I don't want this." Yeah. Like if they like, do, it's a coaster. <laughs> so you could have um, you can you can you can make a clock fitting with it. If they gave the option for a free download, then it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, oh, you can download this for free. Yeah, like, give but them it an felt option. forced on me, and well, like apparently it's punk and it's disruptive. Your really? life has been disrupted, so you've been punked. I no. know, <laughs> I know quite a few punks. YouTube they are nice people. ITunes. That's what they did. Yeah. They forced like, themselves upon it and made a baby. What they wanted was to, like, announce, oh, you two's have the most downloaded album in history. Yeah. God knows. But for the sheer fact that they forced you to download it. Yeah, but also, you two also have the most deleted album in history yes. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, go Bono. Sunday, bloody Sunday. If no one knew that, that's also a YouTube song. Right, okay. Um, I've heard the um, video of where they remixed George Bush to sing it. Yeah. Better than Here's a question. Version. When it comes to charging your phone, how would, you know, what kind of method would you prefer? Probably a nice little plate that I can rest my phone on. Oh, wait, that's been done. Yeah. Ben? I don't know. Um, can I get it hooked up to my shoes so it's got kinetic charge? I was hoping to my wrist. See, that's so actually I'm not a bad idea. What about you, Ryan? Mm, solar power, maybe? Dev, any ideas? I would harness the geothermic energies of magma. <laughs> I'd attach it to my wrist, like, you know, when you walk and it takes your steps. I was, I was a bit worried where that <laughs> yeah. was going for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd go for, because it would charge up oh. really, really fast. Can I power with the power of friendship? Oh. Please stop, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you could, Ben, but oh. unfortunately, you'd only ever have one bar. Shots fired. As Kelso once said, <laughs> Ben! <laughs> Man down. Oh, Straw with the 70 show. But with technology, that's modern. Yeah, I think Dave deserves a high five for that one. He did, he did. Right, okay, would well, you ever uh, consider chewing as a form of charging? No. <laughs> God, no. Like, chew my phone? <laughs> no, 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 no. Basically, no. like chewing gum, what you do, you basically you have, like, a chin strap, and part of it goes into your mouth, the rest of it goes into your phone, and you basically chew on a piezoelectric crystal... <laughs> I, I'm half listening to the details. Did you say chin-powered phones? <laughs> no, chewing, chewing, chewing with a chin strap. Why, why does it have a chin strap? <laughs> so, it, so, so it all it stays in place. So we're harnessing the powers of chins to to power phones. Yes, in fact, technically, yeah, because chewing does involve your I, chin. I was imagining a piece of chewing gum on a wire, like just like. Mm. Like, yeah. It, have you got a picture of this? I want to see it. Well, uh, I don't actually have a picture of it. Uh, there is a picture of somebody uh, chewing on a piece of gum. That's oh, it. That's harmful. But yeah, anyway, uh, it's Team Veggies in Canada. In Canada. Because <laughs> they've got nothing better to do. <laughs> uh, 
and they've developed a new yeah, form they do. of wearable maple syrup. No, no, the, plenty of that to do. The, this is their line. They've developed a new form of wearable which addresses the critical modern concern of keeping stuff charged. They hope that a material that generates electricity when flexed as we vacantly chew gum could one day power our portables. I'll flex. <laughs> yeah. So when you're chewing gum, you flex. Yeah. Always. Um, anyway, uh, I think this is like one of the most ridiculous ways of charging a phone yeah. I've seen since. Oh, I'm sure there's dumber ways. There are dumber ways, trust me. But this is right up there with them. Have you heard the the one that's been going up on uh, Facebook that's been spread everywhere? That if you put your new iPhone six in the microwave, it'll charge up much faster. <laughs> no one, <laughs> no. Oh, uh, but I bet you there's yeah. some people out there who try it. Oh yeah, because yeah. there's already videos on YouTube. So yes. Anyway, moving on. Robot Thanks. Revolution. Um, this is a bit of a weird one. Uh, the uh, flight test crew have been trying to further drone delivery, uh, the drone delivery system idea that's become popular since Google's Project Wings and Amazon's, uh, you know, Prime Air. Yeah. Uh, so what they did, they basically created like a drone mothership. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so basically. Well, it is. They've got drones within drones. Sorry, drones on top of drones within a drone. And all it delivers is gum. I want to see what these drones <laughs> all are like. it, All it can deliver is a packet of gum. That's it. But is this gum that charges your phone? Or? No, no, it's not. <laughs> but does it charge the drones? <laughs> Oh, uh, it, it, and the thing is, sorry, it, it's not a, it's not a packet of gum. It's one single stick of gum. That's all it can deliver. So I, I like the idea of they need to refill the amount of drones in there, so they send a drone to carry the drones to the drone to put the drone in the drone, so the drone can yeah, send exactly. out drones <laughs> to give you gum. Yes, that's basically. I mean, uh, the flight test crew, they've, uh, they've basically just done this as a mockery of go- uh, of Project yeah. Wings and uh, whatever Amazon's thing is called. Just to basically show the ridiculousness of what they're, do- what they're trying to do. Yeah. Do you know what I'd like to see? An actual committed idea to do something. But, yeah, that's the thing. I can see Google looking like, that's not a bad idea. I know, that's the scary Send up the Google mothership. <laughs> but do you control it with Google Glass? Oh, God, please don't. No, no, people have already been <laughs> trying Google that. Glass. Creepy uh, creepy voyeurs have already been trying that. Oh, God, I bet it's the best. For, uh, I'm going to stop that for <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, let's carry on to number six. <laughs> yes. Um, WTF Award, Human Brain Mouse. Yes. Right. They're basically, right. We're working on cures for cancer and various things like that, okay? Um, no, nah, we're not. No, we're not. There is no money in cures. Well, it's all about treatment. Yeah, I know. But they do, you know, they're making some headway with Ebola because Ebola is quite a big problem right now. But what happens when it all runs out? What happens when we've cured every disease? Um, yay. No, you have a bunch of bored scientists sitting around thinking, well, what can we do next? I don't know. Chemical weapons? This is an example of what is going to happen, right? Um, researchers have spliced a human gene responsible for speech and language into a mouse. Mm-hmm. And so we're finally going to have Pinky in the brain? Possibly. Huzzah. <laughs> we might actually have One talking mice. One a genius, the other's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, 
there is some serious science to it, but I just think this is ridiculous. Why would you want a talking mouse? Who wouldn't? Who would want a talking cat, dog, elephant, giraffe, zebra, shark? Really? I'm thinking. I want a talking shark. I'm sorry. No, a talking shark. All you'd hear from. What about an actual kangaroo with an Australian accent? Really? Who would not love that? Like if you had on the shark, just go around going. That's exactly what. Exactly. But I can imagine it's just gonna have that Family Guy voice. You know, the one he's like, "Hey there, I'm gonna eat you." Mm. Oh, is that, isn't that the greased up deaf guy? No, no, no. The greased up deaf guy sounds like a greased up deaf guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't actually sound like he's greased up. He just sounds like a deaf guy. But he's just oh, no. Like, you can hear the oh, grease. No. Yes. <laughs> anyway, shot baby with a tapu. Anyway, yeah, carry on. <laughs> Should we play some mad Except, tunes? Like, it's probably just a test. Like, if they can, like, get. <clears throat> If they can get mice to have brains like people, maybe you can do some research into, like, stem cell or something through it? Possibly. Uh, possibly, but I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if uh, this has anything to do with that. Yeah, and then again, I do think I heard a um, news story about scientists conducting experiments about what's the best cheese for pizzas. So they just do stuff because they have too much time on their hands. Philadelphia cheese is actually really delicious on a pizza. Uh, oh, they were like, um, they were amazing how melted it has to be for the, like, best results. Like, apparently slightly browned is the best. I see. Intriguing. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Pizza. Mm. Okay. Oh, right. Eat? Yes. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hi, this is Private Dick Simmons from the popular web series Red vs. Blue, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Sarge approved. Um, welcome back to 104.5 CVFM, you're with the Geek Show, and we're talking movies, DC movies in particular. Who wants to start us off? Since you volunteered, go ahead, Rob. I didn't volunteer, I said who wants to start us off. No, I That's see. not a volunteer. I might as well. So yeah, Man of Steel, the only recent, decent-ish Superman movie that I've seen, that I get a... Give it a six out of seven. It was all right. Six out of seven? Yeah. I'm liking the uh, avant-garde <laughs> numbering system. It doesn't deserve a ten on the written. No, no, right. it, it could never reach a possible ten. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. seven's a cut-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think, uh, think of like DC mo- past and future DC movies in general oh, and the God. future lineup? Do you have a bleep button for me? Uh, no, I don't. No, well, there we go. It's only going to be very mild and mannered. What? So, there's been some decent ones, like yeah. the animated ones, like the classic animated ones, the mm. silent ones. They were fantastic. I think they at the really, minute... Really, really good. They were like from, uh, I believe, the 40s, 50s? 40s or 50s? Maybe even earlier. Possibly the 30s. But he's been around for a long time. He's like for Superman TV yeah. shows. Because he was generally the first superhero. Yeah, and it just went on from there, and then obviously from TV shows onwards, and then Christopher Reeves. Oh, does, the, the who first... doesn't like the first Christopher Reeves movie? Any hands? No, no. I've got no issue with the first one. No, it's, it's cheesy, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. And then like, it, it had Terrence Stamp as General Zod, uh, you know. And uh, he, no, I thought he was in in two. No, he was, yeah, he was in two. First one was the one where he did the whole backwards in time thing, wasn't it? Oh, which is absolute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got yeah. massive issues with the that. Two, a... two is the one that you're thinking of, isn't it, now? You're thinking you've got no issues with two. It's one that you have the issues with. I still sit in the bedroom. Kneel before Zod. 
is that the order you take them to bed, Neil, and then Zod? <laughs> In the exact order. You know it. Uh, but uh, as I was saying, Chris is going red. This is the first for me. I've not seen Chris Gave go some red. Point today. Oh no, I'm hungry. That's all. <laughs> So yeah, well, I, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so after those horrible movies, after the first decent one, there was Supergirl. Yay! Oh God, no! Who didn't no. love Supergirl? What a great film! I've never, I'm not even aware of that one. No, 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 no. Have I been spared? And this? they did some like really classic Batman stuff, uh, and that was dismal until Adam West came along. Oh, Adam West, yes. And he's well, little, he's, face, you just can't get rid of a bomb. Exactly. And did you know, like, the guy who played Robin, what was his name again? Uh, Bert Ward. Yeah, he did some great pornos. Thank you for that, Chris. <laughs> I, know, I know he was very popular with the ladies at Especially the time. pornos. <laughs> and the two of them hate each other? Uh, no, I don't think they hate each other anymore. Really? I think, I think they made up. They hated each other for a long time, though. I bet they had a crazy life, all that coke and stuff. Oh, that'd be on something to do with those Batman well, series. Come on. W- weirdly, the, the Batman... The 60s, it was going to be insane, yeah. you know The 60s it. Batman TV show, it's actually having a bit of a renaissance in comics with the 66 line. Yes, and they did a great job. Remember when uh, Green Hornet was against, like, uh, Batman? So oh, yeah, yeah and Bruce Lee's actually in that fight scene. He He's, is, yeah. He plays Kato, so... Yeah. Yeah. They wanted him to lose originally. To Robin, yeah. yeah. I had no chance. I'm Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. No, I'm sorry. There'd be, uh, even, uh, you know, even hardcore Batman fans would have an issue exactly. with Bruce Lee losing to Robin. Yeah. Be water, my friend, but yeah. don't be Robin. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, oh, they did... Uh, However, the, Bruce Lee became Robin. They continued <laughs> that fight scene, though, like a new one, in the new uh, DC run that's just finished. The, yeah. the Kevin Smith wrote with Ralph Garman. The Green Hornet versus Batman 66. Mm. It was enjoyable, it was quirky, and it was obviously Kevin Smith, so there was lots of innuendos. What about the Tim Burton movies? The Batman ones? For the time, great. Went yeah, back the, and watched the them. The first oh, two. Yeah. The, the atmosphere and the uh, the look of Gotham City. The style City, of it, yeah. I think worked really well. Um, now, uh, then it was work. like, wasn't it Joel Schumacher took over? It's like, does everyone really think this is intimidating? I can see all my enemies when I turn my full rotation Oh, yes, because uh, the original Batman suit used in the first few, it has no neck movement. Exactly. Yeah. Same with Batman Begins, but it was still got away with it quite a lot, didn't it? Oh, God, have you guys seen the uh, the costume that Nicolas Cage might have used in that Superman movie? Yeah. And the size of the codpiece that went with it. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh, have you seen the documentary for the making of that? Like, you know, the, they actually went into, uh, these people went on Kickstarter and created, like, you know, yeah. got funded to create this uh, documentary about, like, you know, the, the hidden thing and the talk to Ken yeah. Smith and a few others because he was meant to be writing it. Oh, yeah. yes. And uh, uh, the producer, the one who did Wild Wild West. He wanted a giant spider in that as well, yeah, didn't he? he? Did, yeah, What is it with <laughs> him? In the Superman movie, movie, he wanted Superman to fight a giant spider. He Why? also wanted Kevin Smith to write it because Kevin Smith understands Superman because he's from the streets. What? <laughs> no, I think it's really because... Like, Even Kevin you. Smith didn't agree with this. He, Kevin Smith's response was, I'm, I'm from A Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think he only did it is because he was talking about, like, the only way Lois Lane's womb would survive Superman is if he wore a kryptonite condom, and if he still wore it, it would kill her because it would bust a hole right through her. Oh, God. Yeah. 
See, that's why he got the job to write Superman, because in Mallrats he wrote about firing shots and Lois Lane and a kryptonite condom. It probably came up on an IMDb search if you went like Kevin yeah. Smith, Superman. It's you, in his Q&As get... as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Right, okay. Ryan, you've been awfully silent. Let's have some input from you. Hmm, films. Uh, I agree, a lot of like the modern films haven't been so good, really, in terms of like the Batman-related ones. It was uh, you saying before, like the, the Son of Batman wasn't meant to be like the best oh, one. no. Not... You know, I actually out of the Christopher Nolan ones, I actually th- still think Batman Begins is the best of the bunch because it had a little bit of the style. You know, the Gotham, the city of Gotham had like the monorails and the towers and all. You that do stuff. know the world is going to disagree with you, right? I don't care. Come on, I'll, I'll come and have a go if you think you're right enough. All right. Well, number two was the best one. No one. Yeah, it was. 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 No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is amazing radio. <laughs> oh, damn. I was trying to ch- switch it on him. I was trying to, it, it works in the cartoons. It works on Elmer <laughs> Fudd, <laughs> but he's not Elmer Fudd. It's no. not. <laughs> I'm tall, light, and handsome. And if anything, hair. he looks more like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's my gun? <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, as you were saying, yeah, uh, it, it was an awful movie. They've been super hit and miss with the movies, which is yeah. quite a shame, really, because they have such great promise, but they're not well, I mean, daring well, enough with the I films. Would, what I was going to ask is, did DC movie... Well, sorry, did the Batman franchise kill off Superman movie, uh, superhero movies in the 90s? I think so, Possibly. because after what... It ha- was a while until they tried yeah, anything else I mean, after Batman you had the, you and Robin. Had George, George, uh, Valkyrie... Val Kilmer and George Clooney, their movies really yeah. killed off any idea, any well, hope of doing Superman. They released uh, all the movies. toys first, yeah. and then they made the movie. It, it was, was a George Schumacher who did them, the and toys. what he tried doing was turning yeah. the movies. Because Tim Burton's style of movies, they were really well received. Mm-hmm. But then Joel Schumacher wanted to do this whole comic book thing, mm-hmm. but he didn't go for comic book. What he went for was for was Camp 1960s instead. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And that's what, that's what we ended up with. It was one giant penis joke. But until like the the Marvel like revival of it, you know, with X Men and Spider Man, they didn't re- uh, there wasn't any any superhero movies for yeah. quite a few uh, years after Batman and Robin. I heard that Batman with the Batman series, it was the producers that pushed it the way that Batman and Robin went. Totally correct. They, they didn't like how um, like dark it was with um, Tim Burton. They wanted something they could mass market to. Kids and who would buy the toys and stuff. Yeah. So they pushed in the direction of Batman and Robin, and it just flopped. Yeah, like, that's why they brought on Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Somebody, somebody who was going to be on board with their vision of it. Yeah. Like, because Tim Burton just he wanted to do his own thing, and he wanted he the Dark Knight to actually be dark. Yeah. You know, um, not the uh, very dark blue night. No. Well, just before that came out, the comic, uh, as we all know, The Dark Knight Returns, which changed oh, Batman forever. Oh, The Dark Nipple Knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tweak those. But, um, do, you know, uh, do you know the weird thing? You know, everyone kicked up a fuss about the nipples on the Batsuit in uh, Batman Forever, wasn't it? I can't remember which one. I think it was. Yeah, Batman Forever. But no one kicked up a fuss about the nipples on Ozymandias' suit in Watchmen. <laughs> True, which was an enjoyable film, even though Iron Man... Uh, Iron Man. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Alan Moore hated it. Yeah. Wait, is that... DC 
still own the rights to Watchmen, don't they? They do, because originally it was meant to go straight back to Alan Moore after the first yeah. run was done. Yeah. But, but they keep reprinting like, it. No, we're going to keep yeah. reprinting it. So, so that does count as a DC film then. Exactly. Yeah. But the same thing happened with V for Vendetta as well. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was also Alan Moore's. Oh, oh, A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Yep, another Vertigo title, which is yep. the adult. Oh, does anyone remember Constantine? Yes. Oh. Yeah, let's forget about that. That yeah. would have been a great movie if it wasn't named Constantine. Yeah, if it was Hellblazer, and if they'd actually picked someone like Robert Carlyle to play it. I don't know, maybe like a British gentleman with Robert Carlyle, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, John Constantine Not like, is a... Dude, stars. we have to stop these demons. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> tacos. If they'd actually picked someone, uh, uh, picked someone who can do a Scouse accent and you know smoked a lot. Are you and sure you want someone to do an actual Liverpoolian accent, though? And but that's what John Constantine is. He's a Scouser. Yes, he is. But sadly, the I don't mean I don't mean someone I don't mean sounding like you know Robbie Fowler or someone like that oh. or someone uh, one of the Liverpool players going you know hey 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 you alright got a cigarette like because <laughs> that's in my head that's what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, like God, there was like the Green Lantern. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is all right of an actor, well, but because of the Green Lantern, DC released went, the Kraken. DC have went and <laughs> said that they're not going to do a, another comedy movie, and I didn't consider Green Lantern a comedy anyway. No, no. it was a romantic movie. Mm. Romance. It was totally romance. I don't know. Given the it fact that most of the guard, most of the most of the Green Lanterns you saw were male, it was more of a bromance movie. Oh, it was totally <laughs> a romance movie. You could tell straight away. That's the main theme. It was the love story between the two and the old friend who became like you know. The and the thing is, they were so other. lazy with it. They kept. They had repeated footage. And this, and yeah, the I, whole thing about Sinestro going like that, you know, uh, twice in the same movie is exactly the same shot. Mm-hmm. Just a different costume. No, same costume. They basically just repeated that entire sequence. Yeah. Just a bad, ma- bad movie. Okay, anyway, uh, DC have got TV shows as well, though. Oh, Let's yeah, not forget. Um, so, how have DC t- DC's TV shows like affected their movies, or how will they affect their movies? Because, I mean, DC have quite a few movies coming up coming soon. They won't affect the movies at all, besides get a broader <laughs> audience towards actually watching them. Uh, yeah, it'll increase like people's awareness of the characters. They'll know who. Like, I think that's a bit of the problem with DC is that it's like the four comic book movies weren't going to come out and become popular after X Men. They said after this X Men movie, it's not going to be the same. They're not going to be popular. That's it. It's going to be done, and then it just skyrocketed from there. Yeah, even though X Men was a terrible film. I'm uh, come sorry for interrupting. By the way, no, that's fine. I wasn't uh, talking to you. <laughs> I'm saying that's fine. You interrupted. There we go. Carry on, Diff. No, well, what, what I mean is uh, that. Yeah, I think Marvel's a little bit more in the collective consciousness right now, that more people are aware of the Marvel heroes. Yeah. I think the TV shows are helping, like, people be aware of heroes like the Green Arrow, like, yeah. things like Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot more popularity. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, not quite to the level of his copycat Deadpool, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, Marvel haven't really done themselves any favours with their TV show, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because loads of people have slated it. They said it's, like, yeah, boring pap. I've really enjoyed it myself, to be honest. It it was very bad to begin with, but towards the end, you, you know, they started actually introducing it more to the actual films. Yeah, I know, but they had the whole cyborg thing, which is Deathlock. Yeah. Um, yeah and Deathlock's a much more interesting character than mm, they made yeah. him out to be in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Deathlock isn't a character, he's just a corpse. Yeah, but that's what I mean, Deathlock's whole, yeah. you know, his history mm-hmm. and what he does, because he had his own comic for a mm-hmm. while. 
Uh, he was a much more interesting character than they made him out to be in Agents of Shield. There was hundreds of Deathlocks. There's hundreds, thousands of them. But then it's again, Hawkeye is a way more interesting character than they make out in the movies. Yeah, this is yeah. true. True. If anyone, well, until this recent graphic novel series has came out, he wasn't really that interesting at all. Even in the Avengers, in the Avengers, he was relegated to West Coast. Let's yeah. put it that way. In the <laughs> cartoons, he had some great like stuff going on. He was like my favorite character in the old cartoons. Yeah, yeah. But like, just in the movie, he's a guy. He's just there. He doesn't have any real purpose. A master assassin that has so many arrows to last. An alien invasion. He had, like, yeah. 11 arrows. Yeah. yeah. At one point, I did see one useful trick with those arrows. He shot two enemies at once. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, one of them Le- blew up. Legolas can do that. Exactly. <clears throat> At close range. I'd rather have him on the <laughs> Avengers. He can see with his eyes. We need an archer <laughs> off. We need, like, Katniss Everdeen versus yeah. Legolas, um, the Green Arrow, Hawkeye, yeah. and uh, Robin Hood. I like it, though, because uh, Deadpool goes, Hey, Legolas! You missed. <laughs> Then he goes, heard it. And it just goes on from there. Yep. <sighs> so anyone else want to yep. talk about Gotham? Like, you know, is it going to be Smallville of Fox? Like, is do it going to get cancelled? You know, before... Is Jim Gordon going to grow a moustache in the last episode and fly off into the sky? I've seen the comic ah! that where that... <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but before they, before they settled on Gotham being a thing, the, um, there was a series in production that, didn't, that got canned that was um, based off the life of Dick Grayson. Yes, yes. So, like, obviously there's something they've wanted to do with the Batman, like, mythos is a Smallville kind of mm-hmm. thing, and they've finally decided on Gotham, which sounds like it could work. Titans it, has been announced as well, and yeah. Uh, yeah. the Flash pilot's been everywhere, and episode zero of Gotham's out yeah. as well, so... Um, something really worries me about that about Titans is I love the Teen Titan cartoon, but they said they don't want to do comedy anymore. And, and are you on about the Teen, Teen Titans, Titans as in... They're not doing Teen Titans. They're all making them grown-ass men. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all grown-ups. Even the women are going to be uh, going to be men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm store fire. All, all those all, all those Starfire fan boys are going to be. I'm Aqua Girl. <laughs> I'm Raven. <laughs> Touch me. <laughs> I'm emotional. <laughs> I've just got a vision. Like, have you ever seen that old Powerpuff Girls? Ad- episode where three like hardened crops dress as the Powerpuff Girls yes. yeah. that's what like these they all look like <laughs> in my head just yeah. like yeah the Titans mo- go so the, the, the Starfire is just a big beefy dude wearing like the tiny little Starfire <laughs> bikinis yeah. I think uh, I think on that note we have to do a very quick pick of the geek before we take a break fair enough um yo what was what it? am I picking your top three movies or TV shows that you think DC should make, rather than what they're actually making. I'd like to see live action, Dark Knight Returns. TV series? No, movie. Oh, movie. Oh, movie actually, TV. that'd be a good one. Well, I yeah, think that's the direction they're going to go with, um, at least visually, with the uh, you know the Batman v Superman. I just meant actually yeah. follow the comic to the yeah, thing yeah. that I was doing. Mm. Like, I, it's an interesting idea concept, what they're doing with that, but at the same time, I just think it's it's going to be... A I, I'm wondering movie. how they're going to... I mean, with the Batman vs Superman movie, I'm wondering how that's going to play out, because they already did it as a cartoon movie. Yeah. You know. I, w- I would like to see something like um, a Birds of Prey series. Done terrible. Has it? Yeah, it's been Oh, done. right. Yeah. What, live action? Yeah. Seriously? It got cancelled years ago. 
Like, I think late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, God, that's around the time when they did that awful Justice League movie, yeah, isn't it? where yeah. they did uh, <laughs> Catwoman. Which nobody draw. remembers, except maybe me and you, Chris. The live-action Justice League movie, it does exist. <laughs> we don't talk about the event. No, we don't. It's, it's a terrible. painful memory. It's almost as popular as the Gundam live-action movie. What about you guys, then? Um, I didn't even get to pick anything else besides one. You guys. No, you can... Pick, no, no, let's carry on. You can carry on. I'm just done. trying to include the guys in the conversation. All right. Uh, what else? You know what? Forget it. I'm done. I forgot now. I lost my train Dark Knight, you said. Yeah, Dark Knight. Dark Knight um, Returns. Aquaman. Interesting. Yeah, I was about to say, like, maybe... Uh, New 52 style, though. Hmm. The New 52 style was like... Is that the one with the hook hand? No, and the beard. no, that's that's the before that. That's right. before the new Fifty Two. Um, he pretty much like he goes into a restaurant and he pays with gold and stuff. And she was like, uh, and he orders fish and chips. And he was like, you're ordering fish and chips. He was like, well, yeah, fish is delicious. <laughs> Can I eat fish? <laughs> Come on, I might be Aquaman, but doesn't mean I'm an actual fish. <laughs> I'm half Atlantean. Um, I rule half the seas. I'm almost you know, as powerful as Superman. I'd love to see. I'm not that lame. I don't just because I dehydrate doesn't mean I'm going to die. I'm I, like, no. I, I'd love to have a Lobo TV series. No, never. Why not? Because it'd be rubbish. Oh, maybe you can't automatically it will say be that. Rubbish. What about a Lobo cameo in Sons of Anarchy? Yes, that would be awesome. I will accept that. <laughs> yes. I'll accept that. I'm, ba- I'm basically thinking Sons of Anarchy and Lobo in yeah. that sort of format, like Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lobo's basically a bounty hunter anyway. I'd like to see a Before Watchmen oh, TV no, no. series. Oh, no, no, you know that Dog, mm. dog the Bounty Hunter? Classic style. Like the Minutemen, kind of. Yeah, yeah, so the Minutemen, pretty much. Um, Legion of Superheroes. I think that might be an interesting movie. I prefer that one more to, say, a Justice League movie. Yeah, so do I. Doom Patrol. No. No. no, there's actually a nice animated Doom Patrol Mm-mm. series going on at the minute on the DC um, YouTube. Ah, I ignore all that stuff. All their shorts can go up themselves. Ryan? I really like some of them. Uh, oh, I we'll, hate them. We'll, the Titans are just not we'll talk, sure in this. We're we'll talking about animated. Do with like all like the Hawks, like Lady Hawk and all them. If I'm right, I think the right thing. Isn't that Birds of Prey? No, no, I think, I know, you mean like Hawk Girl and Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. With the, uh, oh, right, the big Yeah, something to do with like, like, their entire Th- the Thanagar yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. planet's Thanagar like yeah I prefer like uh, Justice Society that would be just, more actually can Justice Brian Society be in it yes because if you, that would be more set in a different time period Hawkman like wartime you know yeah World like War the time. classic Flash classic Green Lantern where it was yeah. magic and not an actual like you know willpower uh, yeah exactly um, Our Man I, th- I think that would be a great one Black Canary of the time oh, yeah classic Wonder Woman yeah uh Cat boxer, I've forgotten his name. Um, I know who you're on about, but Punchy yeah. paws. I, th- to be honest, again, I prefer the Justice Black Society. Black Adam, Justice Captain League. Marvel was in there as well. I thought I thought the Justice League was a bit too sanitized, whereas the Justice Society was a bit more kind of, you know. They did some really good stuff. I'll have to yeah. bring some old titles here. I've got a bunch I, of them. I've got a bunch of the. Oh well, there we go. I don't have to anymore. <coughs> Suit yourself. No, I always preferred the Justice Society. Likewise, that's why I got more of them than Justice mm-hmm. League. And I always like preferred the Legion of Superheroes as well. You prefer Young Justice? Yeah. Get out. Oh, how about a I'm mis- joking. It is a good TV about, show, but the book is horrible. How about like a... Never. Really? How about like a mystery crime series based on The Question? That would be fantastic. Yes. Cause yeah, yes. Yes. Because like Rorschach was based on The Question. Yeah. Mm, yeah I, I think like that. that's brilliant. Well played, sir. I like that. And uh, it would be super and, cheap uh, to do. And it's also... A mask. 
And also, aren't the Question and Huntress uh, in a fairly stable relationship? No. They were at one point. Once upon a time ago yeah. in an episode on television. No, no, they were at one point in the comics as well. Yeah, they did it for a while and then he died. And oh, then yeah, a chick he did, took his he? place, yeah. Yeah. I got cancer. Oh, and she took his place? No, she didn't take his place. Who took his place? Some different chick. Oh, right. Okay. Police officer, I believe. In Terrabang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's when you got a question mark and an exclamation mark at the same time. Right, okay. Um, shall we take a break there? Hell yeah. Because we've, uh, we've got to do games. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Hello, fellow Vault Hunters. I'm J. Michael Tatum, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Welcome back to 104.5 CBFM Radio. Yes. We are The Geek Show, and we are now talking about games and how DC involved with them. Yes. Um, okay, so how has DC managed to go from Superman 64, you know, where it, uh, yeah. when it was considered a laughing stock of the video games industry, to Injustice, Gods Among Us, which is, you know, it, it, it's a triple-A title. Loads of people bought it. Loads of people enjoyed it, more importantly. It's gone from being a laughing stock to a powerhouse. How has it managed to do that? Uh, pretty much decent writers and creative team. <clears throat> I don't know, I think it's... Uh, after Superman 64, they were pretty much dead in the water. They had nowhere to so go. So Marvel, to be honest. Oh, no, because they were around the same time. Marvel had the Spider-Man games on the PlayStation. Uh, oh, at the same time. Oh, yeah. 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 Like and I, those I'm games thinking, were amazing. I'm thinking previous, like, even further before that, because I'm a lot. Not yeah. only that, Marvel's, Marvel's uh, stints on the Mega Drive yeah. were really well received. Yeah, they were all right. No, uh, I mean, in general... I think they only just got decent writers and they just gone, went from the actual comic book source and then carried it on. And now I'm going to leave this to Dave because he's a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> Compliment of the week. Oh. I'm going to say it's very much like Marvel and it's pretty much down to crossovers, really. Like, you've got Lego DC superheroes. Injustice, essentially, is Mortal Kombat or with... Well... But it's, it is more it's infinitely better than DC versus Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh it seems yeah, like yeah. actually like because DC versus Mortal Kombat was a very <clears> like toned down, watered down Mortal Kombat experience. Whereas Injustice, they've actually like went and looked at the source material a lot yeah, more. And but that game was released before like the new new Mortal Kombat that we currently got at the moment. Oh yeah, but still, uh, it's. I think it's more than the engine. I think it's that they've, yeah. they've actually like been more faithful to the characters, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and also been like they've let Netherrealm do what they're good at. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, I'd say the DC of a five ten years ago wouldn't have even let them have the level of battle damage on the characters as the fight progresses. Oh no! Like you know, uh, Superman would have had to be pristine. Yeah. Also, that uh, story decision in yeah. Injustice where Superman is the villain. Yeah. That's quite a brave... I mean, yeah. I know that's happened a few times in the comics, like Red yeah. Sun and things but like that, the thing and is, the Justice it's Lords. It, it's either been an Elseworld... Else, it's either been an alternate reality Superman or an Elseworlds thing, yeah. where it's just basically well, an alternate universe. Injustice is an Elseworlds kind of thing, because there's a Superman from... It's from an alternate timeline. Yeah, but, but the thing is, it's played out as if it was the normal timeline yeah. in Injustice. There Rather, is another version of Superman who's the... Current Superman. Yeah, the cutscene at the start, like oh god, yeah. There's it shows what happens to Superman after the death of everyone he loves yeah. due to the the Joker's nuclear bomb. Yeah, and uh, 
yeah, that, then he becomes the ultra fascist. Um, I will save you by yeah totalitarian yeah. like rule. And uh, there is actually another version of Superman in there who's the like the current like Superman you'd yeah. associate with. But the one featured mainly in the story is essentially a Superman gone gone evil, gone rogue, gone fascist. Yep. It's not even really gone wrong, he's just gone a different way. Been pushed too far. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, what about other DC games then? Well, you can't not mention the Arkham series because yeah, they I are know, that's huge. What I was easily, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, I, I, mean, I didn't think of DC doing games until I p- played um, Arkham Asylum. Yeah, and it just blew my expectations out of the water. Well, I, mean, I know everyone wants to be that. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, they've made they've made how many attempts at doing a Batman game now? Um, before oh, Arkham, a fair few. there was loads. I mean, there was the Batman the movie on the Mega Drive, and I think there was one before that. And uh, then they just kept churning out a Batman game. Was oh the man, of, there was the, uh, the Rise of Sin Tzu, and then there was the you know Batman. One of the best ones, there was Batman Beyond one. Uh, Batman on the NES, really good. Is that the one where he had the gun? No, it didn't have a gun. He can uh, throw a bat uh, around. There, there was a good one where he had a gun. <laughs> And I just found it funny that you Batman with a gun. It's one of those ones where it's it's from a nice... I can't remember the developer on it. I think it might be Konami. But it seems like a game that... It, it reviewed very well. It's it's a very fun... It holds up now, actually. I've just found a list of uh, Batman video games. Yeah. I'm just going to read them off from here. There's Batman from 1986, which was released on the Amstrad CPC, PCW, MSX, and the ZX Spectrum. There's Batman the Cape Crusader, which was on the Amiga and various others. Uh, then there's Batman, which I think this one is the Tim Burton version from Batman the Movie. Yep. Um, then there's another Batman on the NES, which is, I think is that one that you're talking about. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, um, it's, it's really good. The music's actually yeah. really good for the NES. And then Batman on the Game Boy and on the Sega Genesis and PC Engine and Arcade. And Batman Return the Joker... Batman Returns, Batman the Animated Series, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, uh, The Adventures of Batman and Robin Activity Center. Yeah! Oh, yeah. I bet there's some sliding block puzzles in there. Yeah. Um, Batman Forever, the arcade game, Batman and Robin, Batman Beyond, Return the Joker, and then this is where you end up with all these uh, all these weird Batman titles that just, uh, just appeared from nowhere. But dude, what about Lego Batman? So good. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I was coming to that one. Uh, Batman Chaos in Gotham, Gotham City Racer, Vengeance, Dark Tomorrow, uh, Justice Unbalanced, uh, Toxic Toxic Chill, Rise of Sinsu, Batman Begins, and then Lego Batman the video game. Right, well, okay. There's been more Batman video games than I think there's been Spider-Man games. <laughs> Probably. Um, and there have been far less good ones. <laughs> yes. But if you're talking bad DC games, you really have to look at Aquaman and Spider-Man. And oh, sorry, Superman. Superman, that's Superman. Superman 64 Aqu- yeah. and yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> Which were basically the same game. Yeah, Pretty but- much, yeah. <laughs> Just one had horrible graphics and one had horrible graphics but an excuse because it was on I the just 64 love the f- I just love the animation for on Superman 64 and Aquaman I love the animation for when you're turning because he suddenly goes like that <laughs> it's like he's doing some kind of dance you know like from 1920s 
I love the cutscenes in um, the Aquaman one. They're oh, just God, yes. um, photos in game engine. Oh, put into a yeah. comic book panel. It looks like the yeah. worst comic book you'd ever read. <laughs> Surely, like, they could... Is it that hard to commission a comic book artist to do some nice things for you? My God, I didn't know this. Batman is actually in Re- The Revenge of Shinobi from 1989. <laughs> Seriously? On the uh, Mega Drive? Okay. So if you have a Mega... It, it, tell you what, if you've got... I think I might have that in my... Revenge of Shinobi, oh. see if you can find Batman, take a photo of it, and let, uh, you know send it to us. We'd love to see this. Mm. I did not know that. I didn't know that. That just caught me, by, uh, caught me off guard. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Lost track of four. I'm just thinking Shinobi Batman now. Yeah, I know. Mm. Apparently there's a game called Gotham City Imposters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. have you not seen it? No. Um, you don't play as Batman or the Joker directly, but oh, you play as like, rival players? gangs yeah. who dress as, like... Yeah, they're like fans of Batman or yeah. the Joker, and they make their own gadgets and stuff, and they're all kind of shoddy, but they like fight each other, and it's like yeah, a... it's very slapstick. Yeah, it's like a it's arena a little, shooter. Yeah, a little bit Team Fortress 2-esque, but mm, not yeah. quite the same. Yeah. And there's a Scribble Knots Unmasked DC mm. Comics adventure as well. Oh, yeah. yes, that is awesome. Anyway, um, enough about Batman. What about other DC heroes? Swamp Thing. There's been a couple of Swamp Thing movies from the 80s and ni- early 90s, which is unusual because Swamp Thing's not really a trip, uh, an A-list character. No, mm. yes. Correct. But they've uh, never actually done a game. How would you do a game on that? It's a very introspective and thinky sort of series. It's I, not like... It might be good as an adventure game. Swamp Thing is an A-list character. He's actually now, really popular. Now? He has been very popular for a very long time. Really? Yeah, he's, he's like a he cult. wasn't when he first came out. He has a huge cult following. Yeah. I'll, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that I don't remember him and being popular. if it did popular. turn a game, it'd work really well. Uh, do you think an adventure game? Adventure game? Uh, I don't mean I don't mean so much point-and-click adventure game. I mean more kind of the expo- action exploration type thing. I'm thinking more hack and slash type thing, where like brawls yeah. his way through things, kind yeah, of like the uh, Incredible Hulk kind of way. Yeah, but with uh, he'd and want more, I'm out. He'd want more of an exploration element, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. He's got to find his way out of the swamp first, so he can hit stuff. <laughs> Less hack and slash, more heap and sludge. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> him, John Constantine, cameos. He'd be also in Gotham fighting poison ivy and all sorts. It'd work really well. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, I just had this weird idea. Yeah, and he came up with a better one. Yes, I know. <laughs> anyway. Boom! <laughs> Back to games. <laughs> so the thing is, other than Batman, there haven't been many huge DC games. They're not brave enough. So they did... I, um, I think part of the problem is the power sets of some of the characters. Yeah. Uh, Superman is ridiculous. Yeah, Superman... It's very difficult to, like, have peril. You know, you're attacked by a gang of thugs, but you're Superman. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, just stand there. I'm basically playing with God mode on. Yeah. Um, how would you can control a Flash game? True. Anyone play DC Online? I have played DC Online. Um, I, it was. I tried to play as a villain, but I found that, like... I played as the Flash and... Uh, the vigilante seemed to be the best mode for 
Yeah, it, if you try playing as a villain, you just end up doing hero-y kind of quests, yeah. and you're just like, it's like, yeah, the Joker's telling me to do it, but essentially I'm like, acting like a hero. It's like, I am yeah. the Joker. Mm. Go stop this bank robbery. What? Why would I want to stop it? Well, yeah. no, it'll be stuff like, oh, I don't like the Fantones. Uh, you should, uh, you should, sorry, Falcones, sorry. You should, um, you should beat up five of their goons and then report back. It's oh, like, well, so. if I was a hero, I'd probably be beating up the Falcones anyway. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. But I mean, Batman I'm, stood there going like, I, I think I should stop him, but <laughs> he's really kind of helping me out right now. Yeah. I um, just as. <laughs> oh, going back to what uh, what Chris said earlier about they're not brave enough, I think they are starting to become a little bit more adventurous. I mean, mm. Injustice was a lot more adventurous than most of their previous stuff. You Is might it- not have liked the game, but I mean, in terms of the story and in terms of how it how it played, it was a lot more adventurous. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that Arkham start uh, the new the next Arkham Arkham Knight. Yeah, um, they did mention they want to go more like the Scarecrow route that the first one had. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, uh, yeah, that's one aspect I really liked about that was the, the best. The part. Supposedly the last one that's Rocksteady's doing. Yeah, yeah. That and the ending to Arkham City. Mm, yeah. Nobody expected that ending. I love the voicemail message. I've got multiple message. theories. Eh? Than- I love the voicemail message. Mm. Yeah. I've got multiple theories how the next one could go. Well, I mean, I, d- I think uh, in terms of... The Sorry? What theories? Oh. Well, like they've announced well, a few things that, well, like, Arkham City was leading into. Well, they're into. hyping the next game up with this uh, new original character, or the Arkham Knight, but there's multiple conspiracy theories people going around... Um, just from his design, I immediately thought of like Azrael, you know, the one he trains up yeah. when his back's broken by Br- Bane. Well, I'm going to throw this out, that the Arkham Knight is not real, and it seems like they're pushing Scarecrow, and I think... Yeah, this is it, one of the popular things. It's going to be a hallucination of Batman. And other people have said, due to things people have found in Arkham City that it might also be Hush, but that's... Yeah, there was a lot Ooh, of yeah, Hush references. I, mean, I, th- I thought it was just going to be... Uh, because they were talking... Uh, they made mention of how... Uh, 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 they made a lot of mention about, you know, gathering data and stuff like that, so I thought it was just going to be a robot. I thought it was just going to be a military robot, and basically they're pitting against Batman because Batman is effectively... Better than their soldiers, they want to see. Yeah, they want they want to field test their robots, so they put it against somebody who is killable. They can't put it against Superman because Superman's effectively God mode. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's always the answer in like every superhero comic. Let's build a robot to fight him. Yeah, see, sometimes it's just a robotic suit that's underneath an actual soldier wearing it, and he gets his ass kicked, and then they kill the guy instead. It's happened several times. Would a would a Green Lantern game be possible, or is the whole power set based on like imagination and will a little bit hard well, to rein in with it, the limited buttons? It, 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 I think it'd work better if it was like a computer, like an actual desktop type one, uh, where you have more input. Yeah, where you, where you have more keys, so you can actually choose what you want. You've got more flexibility. You'd yeah, like do you like scribble notes, like. You actually, just end anything. Scribble notes might actually this using scribble no, uh, scribble notes tactic might actually be might yeah. actually really work. Work great for a tablet. Mm. There yeah. is the DC Morba, um 
oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Oh, well, I'm not surprised they're doing a MOBA, actually. No, it, it's been out for a while. Is it? Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like uh, I've across been... universes. So right. uh, there'll be like three different versions of Batman, and that's how they get around it. So they'll have like Gaslight Batman as like uh, a ranged <laughs> AD carry. Yeah. And then you'll have like Superman as a tank. I've I've only been really playing Smite lately and tried out the yeah. Adventure Time Orb the other day. Yeah. Has Mortal Kombat versus uh, DC Universe been talked about yet? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, horrible. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, we're gonna have to take a break for a song again. So pick the geek, guys. Your top three DC video games. <laughs> um, Lego Batman Two. It's epic. Yes. It's, yeah. it's it's awesome. I'm actually looking forward to the next one. Oh, it looks yeah. great. Can I just do the whole Arkham series? That's as one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I was uh, a little, Origins. I was a little disappointed uh, on Origins. Yeah. I, I yeah. enjoyed Origins, but I think that's because it had a lot of characters I really liked in mm. it. Yeah. What about Blackhead? Does that oh, count? Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the Arkham series. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, everyone forgets about Blackhead. Yeah. I don't know what Blackgate is. Blackgate is a prison. Yeah, it was a game on 3DS. Oh, I see. Um, Very Metroidvania style. Yeah. Um, I might have to try this one. I think that's... Good? I think, yeah, Batman right. definitely, of the DC heroes, translates into a game more Much, easily. Yeah. Um, it might be fun to try another character like Black Canary or something like that. Oh, I'd love Black a Black Canary, Canary game. Black Canary would be interesting. I like a Shazam one. A Shazam game? Yeah. Yeah, actually, no, uh, actually, he says that, but actually, a Shazam game would work really well because you've got basically two modes you've got Billy Batson and Shazam. Yeah. So there's a lot of gameplay options right there. Like, co op, maybe? Yeah. Don't know. Well, no, not even that. I mean, like he, you know, for yeah. narrow for narrow holes and places like yeah. that. As a, you know, if you treat it as Are you saying, like, stealth game? sections and then, like, uh, yeah. get up to a, a combat part so we'll Shazam it up? Yeah. I think that would work. Yeah. Like maybe some sort of meter or energy that you have to build up before you can yeah go full. But I think the st- if you do the Billy Batson in the stealth sections and then you basically uh, you, you can only turn into Captain Marvel you know when you need to. Yeah, it'd be pretty. Uh, it'd be could be quite good. Uh, well, mainly because I'd, I'd like to have some nice fights with uh, Black Adam. Would be yeah. quite yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. If it was just a big open area and like you can turn it on whenever you want to really, and then you can go do all these odd mundane tasks in it. Mm. An open like an open world game, yeah. that might be interesting as well. So that, yeah, it could work as open world games tend to be quite safe. I mean, if you wanted well. a, if you wanted a stealth action game, you'd obviously go with uh, if and you wanted to avoid Batman, then you'd obviously go with Deathstroke. Red Hood would work fantastic. Red Hood would work yeah. fantastically, um, but you'd go with Deathstroke as well. It's yeah, like I'd like a Deathstroke game. Like he's a good character, I like him. Yeah. Um, it's basically Batman without the moral code. It could be an Origins, maybe like just working your way up, so it just becomes yeah better. Hmm. Any more, you guys? Or should we go for a song? Uh, no, that's it. Need for Speed Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if they did like a uh, uh, like a Mario Kart Wacky Races style game where you could have like uh, the DC vehicles okay. so you have Wonder Woman's invisible plane yeah there's the invisible jet there's a Batmobile and then Flash you sh- would run and then yeah Flash would run would just fly 
other people do have vehicles, but I can't remember how many of them are legit and how, how many of them are, like, toyline exclusive <laughs> yeah. vehicles. Like, it's a bit like when they have Spider-Man toy lines, where it's oh. like, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man's never had a quad bike. He has a motorbike, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Spider-Man never had, like, the giant robotic claw on one arm that fires steel cables. Well, Batman gets the same sort of treatment, but they can sort of get away with it-ish with Batman. Yeah. Actually, the best superhero for that is Spawn. You can just give him a flamethrower or a giant thing, and everyone's like, yeah, he'd probably use that. <laughs> He's an ex-soldier. Yep. Well, that's with image comics, so it's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we take a break there? Yep, we All shall. Right. We'll be back in a few minutes with a few reviews. Hi, this is Krillin. And this is Usopp. And you're listening to The Geek Show! <laughs> Welcome back to The Geek Show, 104.5 CVFM. Uh, we're doing a DC special this week, superior to AC and everywhere. Yes. But also... Um, We've got ra- reviews first, though. We do. We yes. have reviews. We're going to start off with Dave with uh, an in- a-, a rather interesting one. Yeah, um, I picked up uh, Hyrule Warriors on Friday, which is a... Also in cosplay. Uh, yes, also while in cosplay. If you've... If you've seen the Twitters or whatever you might have seen the the full get up we did but uh, yeah it's uh, it's by Nintendo and also Tecmo Koei because it's basically a skin of a, Zel- of a Dynasty Warriors game if you if you enjoy Dynasty Warriors games there's a lot for you here um, if you were expecting a full Zelda experience it's not the same it's not the same sort of like exploration puzzle sort of things but it's a lot better than uh, some of the lazier Dynasty Warriors car- uh, games. All of the um, all of the the backgrounds are all based off like uh, locations in Hyrule. It's uh, quite well researched, and uh, as the gameplay feels a lot more varied than some of the Dynasty Warriors games do. There's a lot of objectives that push that that pop up during the battle. A lot of like a very shifting dynamic kind of way that it goes down. And um, you'll f- you'll come up in battles against. Um, if you know the Zelda series, you'll probably once a battle starts, you'll you'll you might know the surprises they're going to throw at you. Like there's a lot of cameos from certain bosses, uh, for example, p- things like King Dodongo and Goma. And unlike in a lot of the Dynasty Warriors games, these giant bosses all require. A specific strategy to take down so it's not just hack and slash you have to counter them with a certain item at the right time which is more sort of a Zelda boss mechanic so Dodongo obviously if you've played any Zelda game you probably know what to do with a Dodongo is you throw bombs in its mouth but uh, it's not a spoiler I, I don't play Zelda and I know this they tell you that in Zelda 1 the the guy in the cave says the dongo hits smoke. Yeah. Uh, but all of the characters are quite varied. It's uh, quite a surprising roster. Uh, you've got Link, Zelda, Ganon, but as well as that, you've got Impa, who's one of the starting characters, and she's very good. But uh, then there's some bizarre ones like um, obviously Agatha, the Bug Princess from Twilight Princess, who was an NPC that was part of a bug collecting mini quest uh, but then there's Darunia the uh, the Goran chieftain and Zora the uh, sorry Ruto the Zora princess and things like that there's, um, it's a lot of variety from the cast and 
no two characters really feel like they play the same. Um, Link, at the end of his combos, you can hold down the uh, the heavy attack for a charged up spin attack. For uh, but um, Ganon's got a darkness meter that builds as he performs combos re- well. Um, the Ruto, she, um, you can charge her water attacks by doing basic attacks to then spend on a water attack. And Zelda has a similar sort of light based mechanic where she builds up light orbs and then spends them on heavier attacks. So it's it's a bit of variety in game styles. Uh, the there's three main modes. You've got the the story mode. Uh, there's a new campaign story going for it, um, including like a few original characters. Unfortunately, the original characters don't quite fit in the universe. The, one of them looks a bit like a, you know, Maho Shoujo at a Renaissance fair. But well, is Tingle in it? Tingle's not in it. I don't, ah! Tingle Aww. might be in it. They've said they've announced DLC, and they've said there's two characters from Majora's Mask are going to be DLC. Okay. They, they haven't said what two characters they are. Sounds like Tingling sounds like it's going to be the Mask Kid, Skull Kid. Whatever. Yeah, probably Skull Kid. And then Tingle could be a possibility. Happy Mask Salesman. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Does he possess all the creatures that he takes But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, if you enjoy Dynasty Warriors, it's worth playing. If you... If you want to have a bit of a... Like... If you want to have a fanboy moment about Zelda, it's good for that. But it's not the Zelda experience of playing like one of the proper titles. Yeah, it's more like references and the Dynasty Warriors gameplay. So if if you if you like that sort of thing, it's a it's a lot of fun. It's it's one of those games where you can see the flaws, but you can also have tons of fun with it as well. Fantastic. So that's what I'd say on that one. Oh, I forgot to mention the adventure mode. Yeah. Um, it's in the style of the original Zelda, like top-down yeah. um, little sprites. Yeah. Uh, but each panel of it is a task that you've got to do, and that's the way you can unlock extra weapons and extra characters. That's actually a pretty interesting way of going about it. And so, like, you have an objective in each like panel, and if you know where the secrets are in the original Zelda, you'll you'll have a bit of an advantage. Because the map also contains the same secrets. So if you know which bushes to burn or rocks to push or bombs to plant, you'll know where yeah. the stuff's going to be hidden in this adventure mode as well. Fantastic. But most of the characters, they all have an an extra couple of weapons, which yeah. changes up their playstyle completely. Um, Zelda, for example, she has a rapier, but she also has the Wind Waker. Yeah. So one of them's a melee combat weapon... And the Wind Waker's more a magical AoE attack kind of weapon. Yeah. So, that, yeah, every character's got a bit of variety in how you want to play them as well. How would you rate if you're not a Zelda fan? Um, if you're not a Zelda fan... Um, yeah, I don't know. if you Play if Dynasty Warriors instead. Probably. Or, uh, or the, the latest uh, Samurai Warriors or... Oh, yeah. Gundam... Mm. Uh, Gunner Warriors are gone. Uh, one, or Pirate, one one piece piece Pirate Warriors as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Find the skin that suits you. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, my turn is it, Dave? Go for it, dude. Right, uh, Wasteland 2 from Deep Silver came out uh, on Friday. And, right, have you guys ever played the original Fallout games? Yes. 
the isometric yeah. ones yeah. on the PC. Mm. Like right. Syndicate and other sort of... Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Wasteland 2 is basically the spiritual older brother to Fallout, the original one. Fallout took a lot of its cues from the original Wasteland game. And this is the official sequel to Wasteland. Um, and it's taken about 25 years to get you. Um, the game opts for a very similar, you know, isometric top-down perspective. It's very kind of Baldur's Gate, but this time you can control a team of seven. Four of them are customizable characters created by you. The other three are NPCs. And you're part of a group of uh, desert rangers, kind of like the Texas Rangers type thing. Um, it's post-apocalyptic world. Your uh, general, Vargas, uh, something's happened to uh, one of the squads. He wants you to find out what's going on and basically protect the people who live in the wilderness, in this thermonuclear wilderness. So you go out with your team and you basically... There's a, there's elements of XCOM in this, mm-hmm. up to a point. It's basically a turn-based, uh, tactical, uh, role-playing, strategy game type thing. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of options and there are loads and loads of factions. It's like everything in that area has been broken up into small tribal groups and they're all your enemy. So you could be in a firefight. One of the the great things about this game is you could be in a firefight against one particular faction. Then a totally different faction shows up and because that faction is the enemy of both of you, it'll end up in a three-way fight. And, you know, then if you're there too long, another faction may turn up and you end up in a four-way fight. Um, Visually, it's, you know... It's going to take getting used to, because if you're not used to playing stuff like Diablo or, you know, uh, the Baldur's Gate games or, or games like that, then you're not going to really see much in terms of the in terms of the graphics and the animation that really excites you. It's a top-down isometric game. They're not very attractive from that angle for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me when I say that, because you can't really see any of the any of the visual detail. You can't say, oh, yeah, this character looks fantastic when all you can see of the character is, like, part of the shoulder, the head, and, like, the, their right side. That's yeah, it. It's what you stuck with isometric views, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think what I like about this game is the fact that it's kind of unrelenting. You have... A, it's got a, it's got quite a, quite a good learning curve. But... Um, it does It does have a lot of nods to the original Wasteland and in some cases Fallout 1 and 2 as well and some nods to Fallout 3. But it's a game that's all of its own. You you know, you play, you know can play this game completely differently to how you play Fallout 1 and 2. It's no, uh, they've taken some inspiration from those games, but those games took inspiration from this franchise in the first place. So I think it's kind of tit-for-tat plagiarism type thing. Oh, not plagiarism, homage, I mm. should say. The, it's got a good story. It's got a solid story. Um, but you could play this game for days. Um, I think it's got a total playtime of around 60 or 70 hours, which for an isometric, you know, isometric adve- tactical adventure game like this is pretty impressive because it's usually over fairly quick. Right. Well, people get bored. Yeah. You know, people can't sit there for hours on end. I could sit there for hours on end playing this game. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that harks like back to like D and D campaign kind yeah. of gameplay, isn't it? Well, you remember the the original Command and Conquer and the, those real time strategies that came out, 
and people sat down with them and then realized they'd just burned through five hours of their life. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It's that kind of game. Mm. It harks back to that whole thing. Yeah. Which most people are pretty mean to now with, you know, attention deficit disorders and stuff like that being what they are. Yeah, if you have the ADD, play Hyrule Warriors instead. You'll kill yeah. thousands of people in a few seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you don't suffer from ADD and you want a solid, you know, action strategy uh, game and you're not bothered about turn-based stuff, then this is definitely a game worth playing. I mean, uh, in Exile Studio, um, the founders of In Exile Studio, are, they were on the team that made the original Wasteland. They've been trying to get this game made for 25 years. And they finally managed to do it. Wasn't this crowdfunded? Yes, it yes, was. Yeah. It was funded by Kickstarter. And I really enjoy it. I think it's a cracking game. But then again, I'm a big fan of the original Fallout games and mm. of the original Wasteland game. Mm-hmm. All of which I own already. So, <laughs> Oh, and the other great thing about this is if you get it on Steam, you should also get, if the offer is still there, you will also get The Bard's Tale and the original Wasteland game. As oh, part cool. of it, that's so you're effectively getting three games in one. Yeah, you know, I, I can't. I'd say that's a bargain. Mm. So yeah, uh, Wasteland Two. If you've got the cash for it, then definitely invest. There's three games in there, and they're all worth getting. And it's available on Steam now. Right, who's next? Uh, it's you, isn't it, Ben? Yep. With Naruto, and I forgot the rest of the names. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> Battle Dance Dance <laughs> Revolution. Rising, Revengeance... Boom, boom, shake the roof. Boom, boom, shake yeah, the Basically, room. it's Naruto Ships Denouement Ninja Storm Revolution. And, um... You were saying how Hyrule Warrior is fan service for Zelda fans. Yeah. This is fan service for Naruto fans. Well, when we, we, when we played it, I actually thought, like, I don't know much Naruto, but I did think... Um, yeah, it seemed to be missing things as a full package. But we're gone. Yeah, um, I found out why. So, um, this is um, basically story is we have got all the ninjas from all time, and we're gonna have a giant tournament. Do they have Batman? Unfortunately, they do not. Is that like I love the concept? That's all I want in a Naruto game. I want to have all the ninjas, and I want to fight, and um. The story is basically non-existent. The story is there is this tournament, and fight, and um, like its core mechanics of a one versus one fighting is a lot of fun. You go, you fight, you do ninjury stuff. Mm-hmm. Although me and Dave found out it sometimes comes down to who has the last um, substitute thing. Yeah, substitute. You can like substitute and appear behind the guy. But you can only do, like, four at a time. So whoever does it first loses. um, I found out they sort of equaled that by... um, In the game, there's, like, three very overpowered moves. There's your ultimate jutsu that's, like, your big finisher move. There's um, uh, There's your drive mode where, basically, your assists come and fight just in the normal battle. And, um... There's your awaken mode, where you basically, um, for a lot of the characters, they just start glowing blue and they get stronger and stuff. But some, like, turn into demon foxes and stuff. And they've sort of separated it out. So you choose one of these. Okay. and um, 
So is this more like a skill tree type thing well, then? Or? It um, seemed a little bit like um, if you played the Street Fighter Alpha series, yeah. you know at the start of the battle you choose oh, like an X right. and an A. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's, that sort of thing. So you choose to whether you do like Naruto use, with his awakened thing or yeah. whether you can do your ultimate they, they, they used the same kind of thing in Marvel vs. Capcom as well, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. yeah so it's good because it means if you have a terrible awakened mode but a really good ultimate jutsu, then you don't have to bother with the awaken mode. Or if you've got a terrible jutsu and awaken mode, you can just go for having the assists while the other people don't get that. Uh, it's a cool way of um, like trying to even things out. But it feels a bit anticlimactic because you used to be able to do all of that in a fight. Ah. Like, I used to be able to turn into nine-tailed Naruto, then use my ultimate jutsu, and then have Kakashi come in and saved me it's like it was really cool but now they separate it out to try and like it's now a lot more balanced but it's lost a bit of epicness to it okay um we, we had fun with the team attacks yeah something they added was team ultimate jutsus where if you have certain combinations of characters um like they're usually like the established teams in the um game in the manga They'll have some um, relation to each other, yeah. you know, that like anyone yeah. that's like worked closely is related, yeah. has a backstory. So, um they can there's a chance that they'll have like a team jutsu where they'll do a special thing. It's like um we had like the sand trio and they like made a giant sand coffin, then Kankro filled it with fire and Tamari kept the fire going and then they crushed him into a giant ball of fire and it was awesome. Like, and it was really spectacular. And, like, so I love the fighting. Yeah. It's just that is such a small part of the game for the most part. Because the main tournament is done on a four-person punch balls out of someone. <laughs> like, basically, everyone starts around with a thousand points. You punch them. You pick up their points. It's very much a battle mode like something like Power Stone or that sort yeah. of... Um, yeah. You know them... Um, four-player brawler kind of thing. Ah, right, I and, see. And in this mode, there are no awaken modes, there are no Ulma Jutsus, there's no drive modes, and it's very boring. <laughs> like, and then the story mode, like, when they do the fights, it's fun, but it, again, it's very boring. It's like... One of the story mode sections we did didn't have a fight in it. It didn't have a single fight in yeah. it. Yeah. It was a cutscene. Yep. Oh, but there is the one greatest thing in this game. There is... They have, like, a part where you can, um... Do, like... His, well, there's only two moments, but... Like, you get to, um... Play the creation of the Akatsuki. Where, um... And it's so much fun. You see the young Akatsuki, you see what they go through to form it, and it's amazing. You see um, how Itachi awakened his um, Mangekio. Yeah. And it's really cool. If the game was like that, the rest of it, I would have been really happy. Yeah. But it was all the tournament style, and it just wasn't good. Yeah. But overall, I say, if you're a Naruto fan, and you want to fight loads of battles... And you want to play as Mecha Naruto. Oh, yeah, as Mecha Naruto. Oh. Um, like, if you don't mind Neko Naruto, buy the last game. 
the last game was a lot better. Um, but if you really need to play as Mecha Naruto, buy this one. But if not, the previous game was better. I was going to say, is Mecha mm. Naruto like Mecha Barbara Streisand, though? No, he's, he's like regular Naruto height. Yeah. And looks a bit more like a puppet sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like a, ti- like yeah. a tin yeah. robot more than like an actual mecha. Yeah. Narutin robot. He, he runs like... Ching, 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 So he's not Naruto, he's Narutin. Yeah. yeah. Although he, he does refer to Naruto as Narutad and that amused me. <laughs> okay, so rating of the game overall? Yeah... I'll give it a 7. It was a decent game. It just had problems. Yeah. Right. I think Dave's got something special for us now. Um, yeah, I, I I went through and reviewed the uh, the full Blu-ray set of uh, Gurren Lagann from all the anime. Yep. It's a really nice set, actually. It's got... The first four discs are the series. Um, so all 26 episodes of the series. Uh, the quality of the Blu-ray is really good. Um, I'm a quick rundown of what Gurren Lagann's about. Uh, basically, um, humans are subjugated underground, and uh, two of them break into the surface and uh, discover a whole world of uh, beast men and mech battling. Yeah, which just escalates and escalates from that point. Um, the uh, the, as I say, the quality of the Blu-ray is amazing. The the battles towards the end, when everything gets very complicated, if you were watching them on a torrent or a scream, stream, the, it's a, like, the quality you'll see here is very good. Yeah. Um, it also includes the two movies, which have been very difficult to get in the West, yeah. uh, Childhood's End and Star's End. Yeah. Um, I don't think Star's End's actually... Uh, it's uh, Gurrenhen and Lagenhen. Yeah, that that uh, I don't think they've uh, the second one's ever had a Western release officially. No, it hasn't. Which um, it definitely deserves it. It's very good, and the uh, the translation team have done a very good job in making it less butchered than yeah. like any version you may have seen until now. It also has the fourteen parallel works, which are very experimental, very different. Uh, a lot of different animators got involved and created shorts with no like talking in, just. Um, based on the uh, either retellings of the anime yeah. or side stories or just bizarre situations using the characters and uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to watch and there's also some extras that are pulled from the the Japanese release of the DVDs including one which is a studio tour of Gainax by Yoko's voice actor yep. which I actually found very interesting because as well as Gainax's philosophies and things they talk a lot about uh, blending the traditional cell animation techniques with the newer digital techniques and uh, it does it for someone who enjoys finding out the process of animation that was uh, very cool to watch actually so i definitely recommend um checking out uh, if you're a fan of gurun lagan or you just want a nice polished full series you can sit and watch it's 26 episodes in total but you get absolutely everything every extra in this as well and it's a, it's a very nice uh, package that all the anime have put together. So I definitely recommend this one. Fantastic. Row, row, fight the power. Yes. Uh, and on that note, we're going to take a very, very quick break. And we'll be back in with uh, more DC stuff. Hey, you're in like Flynn with Quentin Flynn here on The Geek Show. So glad to have you along. Keep it glued. Keep it glued? We don't even know what that means. Just stay here. 
Hello and welcome back to 104.5 CVFM. And we kept this quiet for most of the show. Uh, I've literally just remembered. The best kept secret that most of us weren't even aware of. Yes, that, uh, but I was and then forgot because it was the best kept secret. Right. We, uh, today we're uh, announcing a new competition. We have three digital PS3 copies of Arno Surge, or to an Unborn Star, from Tecmocoy. This game is not out until Friday. Okay, this coming Friday. So, um, this is your chance to obtain a copy. We will be announcing the winner in a week's time on the next show, which will be the Batman show. Um, so, if you want to enter the competition, send your name and... Uh, your, uh, uh, send your, Just your send name. your name. We can email yeah. you back if you send win. Send us your name and, you know, if you want to give us a pithy message, feel free. Um, Tell me how good looking I am. All right, there we go. Yeah. Um, on a scale of... One to awesome. No, no, one to wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you is the wolf man uh, yes, Tell uh, us just... what is hidden in Chris's beard No no that's a different competition oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway If you want to uh, just send your name To studio at thegeekshow.co.uk And if you want to include a pithy message Feel free You know um, But make sure you title your message um, Arno Surge Competition Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, we will just think you're sending us random messages. So, Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Basically that. Burn so yes, that's three copies of Anno Surge up for grabs to three lucky people, um, and the winner will be announced next Sunday. Uh, thanks to Marilena over at Tecmocoy for giving us these games for the competition. Um, we absolutely love you guys. So, right. Anyway, moving on to graphic literature, we'll do a quick reminder of the competition at the end of the show. Hey, hey, hey. Chris. D- DC yeah. make comics, I heard. They do. Yes, yes. DC make <laughs> comics. From time to time. But, I mean, which do you prefer then? Do you, for, do you prefer the mainstream, mainstream DC or do you prefer Vertigo? I prefer Vertigo. Dave? Um, I think Chris just went with the hipster an- uh, answer as you said. I don't think so. I don't think no, so. No, no, I'm, I'm only messing. But um, um, the only vertical title I've ever read a lot of has been the Sandman series. Yeah. And that's excellent, and I definitely uh, recommend that. But uh, I'm just having some put out onto the desk in front of me. Uh, Chris is putting out. Just ask my girlfriend. <laughs> There's the from what I've seen of the Ver- Vertigo line, it definitely teaches you what comics can be. Yeah. What about uh, you, Ryan? Are you a big comics reader? Uh, not really. Philistine. Yeah. <laughs> Get up. <sighs> it's like one of those things like I'm constantly trying to jump into, but then it's like. Is it intimidating because of how much is there? Yeah, it's just trying to find like a good place to start, and I always. Same with anything, really. Well, I'll just pop into the star and I'll point something out. Well, if anything, I'd say DC is a, <laughs> DC's oh, yeah, a little bit easier to start with. Yeah. In that you can, if you wanted to read, like, for example, Batman Hush, that's just Terrible one. Terrible story, it's, but it's well, got it's, all the villains. It's one, like, chunk, isn't it? So, yeah, like the Killing Joke and like loads yeah. of things. I do like those, yeah. The, the I, standalone I do, graphic novels. Yeah, I do prefer them, I think. So it's easier to read, like, a trade oh, paperback of, of that mm. than... Um, than it is to start a full yeah. like. I think that's just me because I prefer to have like a, a nice just short story and that's it and it's its own thing. Just let it be done with. Hmm. Which DC do seem to be like significantly better at having yeah. like a definitely, just, you hmm. know, like a short run that uh, tells a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay. 
since we mentioned Vertigo, what is Vertigo, Vertigo anyway? Vertigo, Vertigo is the adult section of the comics where there is no ifs or buts, but there's always f's and c's. When you say adult section, so, so but it. also like more mature stories as well. If you're familiar with like yeah. Sandman and Lucifer and uh, Hellblazer, yeah, then I mean a lot of these have been adapted into um, into movies and things like that. Exactly, like Lucifer, for instance, Fables. Mm. I, I will advise that to every human being that exists. Was on the Preacher planet. Vertigo? I have Preacher was fables. also Vertigo because Preacher was an fables amazing one. Is excellent title. It's got just came out the issue volume twenty. Uh, they've got two spin off well two main spin off titles. Telltale Games, uh, The Wolf Among Us, based yep. on the fables. Exactly, yeah, based on the fables universe mm-hmm. is a brilliant adventure. Beef Vendor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watchmen yeah. should technically be <laughs> Vertigo, but it's 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 definitely like. More like mature in subject matter than things like the, you know, like the image comics of the nineties, which were just yeah. yeah, gore and boobs and swears. Much, yeah. This is more like there's, there's some quite thinky pieces in this. Oh, they do. Like Grant Morrison's done some really wacky. Well, stuff I mean, um, Marvel tried uh, to come up with their version of Vertigo, which was Marvel Max. Yes, yes and it didn't true. really work. It has worked quite well, actually. They still do it now. No, I mean, it's it's when it first came out, it's like Punisher Max. They've done Hawkeye Max. They've done uh, a, a bunch of. They them. should buy the Max and then do the Max. They've done the, their own the Max, the Max. They've even <laughs> done like uh, their Max comics of like I can't remember the name of the title anymore, but it was their version, pretty much the Justice League. I thought their version of the Justice League was the Avengers. No, nope. or the Defenders. No, nope. or the Secret Defenders. No, nope. or the Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Nope. <laughs> wrong, wrong, and wrong again. Wrong. It's very wrong, but we're not talking about Marvel today. We're talking about DC. Okay. So yeah, they've done uh, some great stuff, and then crossed it off into actual books. They do book sections. I've got one here in my hand called Peter and Max: A Fables Novel by Bill hmm. Mullen. He generally wrote this because he thought he could write a book, so he did. Well, and it worked well. Ryan, when you said that, like the amount of content and all the things that have gone before is intimidating to, to start with. Mm. Well, DC, a few times, have had to pull everything together and make it less complicated. Reboots. Generally, th- lots. each story is either contained to five to six issues or possibly 12 mm. Yeah, for a maximum of a story. They don't go over-the-top crazy. It's always a new adventure. Like, you don't need to know the co- history's background of the character to get the point of what this individual well, I mean, book using, using the Sandman uh, as an example for Vertigo. Yes. It went through the seven original graphic novels, mm-hmm. and then there was the, uh, there was the uh, prologue one. There's, uh, there's nine in sorry, total. The, the, there's nine uh, sorry, in total the, and several yeah. spin-off titles. There, there was the prologue and the epilogue one. Yeah. The epilogue one after, uh, after the events and when uh, the new guy yeah, yeah. Uh, appears but and then they also did the one uh, they did a completely separate one about the other D's yeah yeah there's also one where yeah. there's a multiverse and of different type yeah. of ones that's currently and there, on was one th- there the were two death ones there was Time for Life and uh, the other one I've forgotten there's been more one. for anyone no, originally not there was two and oh, now there's more no yeah. I'm talking about there's loads more yeah now. But there's why there's last man but as the well, thing is, and there's uh, unwritten they cross over into uh, it, the weird thing is they cross over into um, the DC universe, the mm-hmm. char- you know certain characters, yeah. but there is one where they also crossed over. There is there are uh, examples where they've also crossed over from. They're Sandman all in, in the same universe. No, no, they've also crossed over from Marvel uh, from Vertigo into the Marvel universe. One mm-hmm. prime example is Death actually crossed over from uh, Sandman uh, into um, the Incredible Hulk. But it was Rick Jones' got- wedding. Right, they've got an established death character in Marvel, though. No, yeah, it's a lady it, with a skull. Face. No, no, yeah. the the death in that one 
was the well, as a, the, the cute goth girl from, was the goth girl from Sandman. Yeah, as uh, in with the ank, you know, wearing the ank, everything like that gives uh, gives uh, what's her face uh, Rick Jones' girl uh, fiance or his wife now silver hairbrush. And the way the way she's written, the way she speaks, is exactly death from Sandman. If you've so, been, you know, we met once where I decided to give you, uh, I decided to, you know, I decided to let you off. Yeah, that, if you've been very confused by that, the past five minutes, just then stole the idea as a, as a quick well, rundown. Maybe crossover homage kind of thing. No, Sorry, no, you're that saying is no possible way of crossover. Sorry, you've talked There's for like you've talked right for like there. ten minutes on Sandman. Yeah, and. Uh, with no mention of what Sandman actually is, if you're not familiar with it. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It crosses over into this and this and this and this and this. So, Rob. Yeah. So Sandman. Uh, Sandman is about dream. Basically, so rather, the, the, it's not an seven, action-packed su- no, superhero no, it's, comic. It's not. It's, it's not about action. Morpheus, who is the god of dreams. Yeah, he's basically, uh, well, god of dreams is kind of, uh, I well, think he's, he's a lot more complex as a character. All the Ds are a lot more complex as characters. Yeah, I'm than sure all the Ds are. Just call just calling them uh, just calling them gods, but gods is, a, is pretty effective as a term to describe them. And Morpheus is, you know, well because of the content matter, because it's about yeah. dreams. The whole series is quite yeah. surreal. It, I mean, it starts off with Morpheus having lost his powers because he's been trapped by a human for however long mm-hmm. um, in a ritual that originally was supposed to tra- uh, supposed to summon death and trap death. Yeah, um, and so for the first uh, for the first few issues, it's basically Morpheus gathering, getting back his powers, and his powers have been used by humans in you know sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously, but the effects are generally the same. It never ends well. Yeah, you know, um, and it, as it goes along, it introduces the characters of Lucifer, of John Constantine, and various others. Um, and Dream meets a, a few heroes during the Sandman as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's even crossed into the normal DC universe stuff, yeah. like with the Justice League. Well, uh, well, one written by Grant Morrison, for instance. I yeah. think it was JLA four or three. He mm. appears in the end and helps them defeat bad guys in the Dream World. Mm. Yeah, the last time, um, the last time there was a crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. um, the first, the first DC title anything appeared in was yeah. actually Hellblazers. Yeah, and John Constantine was the first one to notice the. Yeah. The rumblings of everything happening. Yeah. Same with Swamp Thing as well, because John Constantine appeared first in Swamp Thing. It, was that created by Alan? It's Moore? unusual that because um, DC historically have tended to take a more kind of religious mythological um, uh, stance on their stories than Marvel have. Ooh, no, historically, go, if you go back through uh, through all of the DC comics and characters, uh-huh. and DC Marvel have never done a war between gods. Whereas DC actually did War of the Gods, which was right. basically the Greek gods versus no, the Romans. No, you saying that like Thor and Loki having a fight? and planets against gods, and they are called the new, the gods. new gods and yeah. stuff like that. And there has been battles going on between them, where but it's spread on all the different worlds. So it has and been well, done. the new gods you're talking about in Marvel or DC? Marvel. Not heard of them. Yeah, there's loads of them. Mate. There's even these almighty, powerful beings, like you know that instant that giant being from the new. Uh, Guys Are you talking about eternity? Hell, hell, yeah, I know about. I know about. I know about. I know about. I know about, well. I know yeah. about the universe. I'm, talking, I'm about talking about gods, as in theological gods. Yeah, there's loads of them. There's yeah. so many. I cannot oh. list them all. There's tons. Okay. Not just the Asgardian gods. There's so many. Oh God, I forgot about Thor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just said when you said uh, there's yeah. never been a war between gods, I said Thor Loki. and Loki having yes, a fight is yes, not yes, 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 counted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's tons of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm wrong. Like, literally, we could just go on. Like, generally, this show should last an entire month. <laughs> so, right, DC, let's pick a... Anyway, let's pick okay. One. All right. 
Where were we? Why the Last Man. There's one, for instance. Why the Last Man is a book series about uh, an infection virus that kills off pretty much all the men besides maybe two and a monkey. Yes. Okay. And just women everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he kills his monkey. Spoiler. <sighs> yeah. But it, it's because it's old and it's dying and he gives it this pill and he's all like, Ugh! And then he died. Okay. It's generally a really great book, a, a really good writer. Right, okay. There's well, one written as well, which was the same guy who wrote Lucifer and whatnot. And Lucifer's being turned into a TV series, so yeah, you want to look out for that if you want the original stuff. It is really wacky, and it's out there. And it's I quite like hard. Lucifer as a character. Yeah, Lucifer as a character is fantastic, but I meant the story as in the books. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, I love the graphic novels. I love the graphic novels. I love how it ends, but I, I just love Lucifer as a character in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I love the fact that uh, he's now running a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he was. Anyway. He was for a while. Yeah, he, he was running a bar for a while. And, yeah. you know, he basically just retired from being the devil. And, now and he's, occasionally well, his junk appears and then it vanishes again. He never really appears as like horns. Who? No, 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 no. He's no. usually uh, smart dressed. Yeah, smart yeah. dressed angel with no bits, and then sometimes does have bits when he needs to. Yeah, I've seen it. Sounds like orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you concentrate. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, we're unfortunately at the end of the show. Very quick reminder for you guys out there. Uh, if you want to win a digital copy of Arno Surge or to an unborn star on the PS3, then send us your name. And if you want to include a pithy message, please do so. Uh, send it to studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. Type your message, Arno Surge competition. We will be putting a post up for that um, on... Spell it however you want. <laughs> it's A-R-N-O Surge. Oh, okay. S-U-R-G-E. That's, that's m- m- easier than I thought it would yeah. be. Right, uh, we have been ah, talking no. DC. Um, we've been talking DC, and I think we need to talk more about DC at some point. Uh, to be honest, I reckon we should go into the talk about the different ages, from like the Golden Age, Silver Age, Modern Age, to Heroic Age, and all sorts. And then uh, New 52, of course. And also, there is now currently a new reboot that's going to be happening in eight to six months. Yes. Again. Right, okay. <laughs> we will come back to DC at some point, but for now... We're going to have to end the show. I've been Rob. I've been Galactus. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. On a DC show? Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. I'm Bad Dave. <laughs> I've been Ryan. I am Spartacus. <laughs> well played, sir. Peace yes, out. Yes, um, we'll see you all next week. Take care and have fun.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.